So this is Chandler Bats, Chandler Maples. Got hit by a pitch last time up, hitting in the four spot. Gets a hold of that, goodness sakes. Down the left field line it goes into the corner. That's fair. Van Gorp turns a third, heading for home. It is an RBI double for Chandler Maples and the native of Clever, Missouri just made it 6-5 to five for the Metropolitans. It's Mr. Burger. Bites is recorded on location in Ozark, Missouri and presented on Anchor. The views expressed on Burger Bites are not necessarily those of the staff and ownership of the Grip and Rip Baseball League. Enjoy the show. I have to start out by telling you how sorry I am about how much time has elapsed between the time of the first Future Faces episode and this conclusion. The audio is starting to grow mold on my hard drive, but I am more than ready to bring you the second half of my round-the-horn conversation with five of the up-and-thriving young stars of Ozark, Missouri's Grip and Rip Baseball League. I've got two champions, infielder Zach Ralph and catcher Cole Hazelhorst from the Moon City Mavericks. I've got another all-star in catcher and tire professional Trevin Beatty from the Ozark Mountain Ducks. I've got Springfield Metropolitan's all-star outfielder and slow-pitch softball executive Chandler Maples and a left-handed pitcher from St. Charles, Missouri named Kyle Carpenter. Since we ended the first episode of Future Faces talking extensively to the catchers, it was only right to swing the spotlight back to Nixasucker's hurler Kyle Carpenter. He had a very respectable 3.66 ERA in 39 and a third innings pitched, with 26 strikeouts against just 7 walks. And Kyle can hit. As a rookie, he was 6 for 13 with a triple and 4 RBI. Six days a week, he sells power tools to contractors, but on Sundays, he was a staff ace for the Nixa Suckers. He was drafted by a player coach who is also a catcher, GRBL veteran manager Courtney Spitz. Carpenter's youth, paired with Spitz's experience, made for a great battery. As a pitcher getting drafted by a catcher, you know, I didn't know anything about Spitz up until that, besides what, you know, maybe Zach or uh, Chandler had said. But it was awesome uh, how much trust he put in me. And, you know, so early, I know I was a little salty. I didn't get to start the first warm up game. Obviously, I was not right to feel that way as coming in as a rookie. You know, I've only thrown a bullpen. But, you know, I think it was the first game Nate Herndon got hurt. And then I was able to jump in there, and I think I started every game after that. And, you know, that's kind of my goal for the 2022 season as well, is just pitch as many innings as possible, you know, see how much mountain time I can get. Well, really quick, let's talk about your approach at the plate, Kyle, because you, you also had six hits and uh, like six for 13, I think was what you finished up. Something ridiculous. You are a two-way threat in my eye. Something like that. You know, Chandler can attest to I'm the guy that, you know, maybe can hit a ball a little harder than others in softball, but never saw myself as a decent baseball hitter. I guess my real approach at the plate is, you know, put the bat on the ball and hope something good happens. And, you know, I got lucky a few times this year and, you know, I was able to leg out a couple singles and, you know, it just all ended up going well. Chandler being a, a softball mastermind, you know, what do you do with a guy like Kyle Carpenter, whose whose natural position would be the pitcher's mound, but that's not really useful to you in the uh, the bigger rounder game. We put Kyle and Cole right next to each other in left and left center in the outfield, and with the arms and the speeds they have out there. I mean, Cole's a catcher, but he can run, and Kyle can run too. And we've got Zach at short, 
everyone wants to pull the ball in softball, but when you have that left side of the field, it doesn't go too well for the other team most of the time. It's a fun time. Chandler, we'll start with you because I've kept you quiet for a while. Uh, you know, what has it been like? You know, I think the average age in grip and rip is something like 32 or 33, and you've you've fallen below that every year. So what is it like for you as, as a younger guy to just come in and, uh, you know, form relationships with your slightly more seasoned teammates as the season goes on? You think it might be a big deal, but then you put the cleats on, grab your glove, and you're playing baseball. Everybody's baseball players out there. And sometimes you forget that, hey, so-and-so is 36 years old or so-and-so is 45. You're just baseball players, and you're, you're trying to win games. You're trying to get people out. You're trying to get hits. And you just form this brotherhood that we all – and it sounds silly and everybody talks about it, but GRBL is a brotherhood, whether it's your teammates or the other team. It, it doesn't matter how old you are. We're, we're all brothers. We're all baseball players, and that's just a simple thing about it. So, Zach, I know you know you were kind of the lead recruiter in the offseason, and I think your recruiting prowess of 20-somethings has perhaps made some of the older veterans nervous. But, you know, I would argue that's a good thing. It's it's going to make everybody have to elevate their game a little bit. Yeah, I I like elevated gameplay. You know, it's, it's a great thing. But one thing I want to touch on is the first season I was in here, I had Todd Tolbert as a teammate. And at the time, he was 47 years old, and at the time, he was probably the best hitter on our team. I mean, that dude can hit, and that dude can field, that dude can throw. I mean, it's for 47 years old, I wish I could do something as close to that whenever I'm that old. And so as far as the age difference, I mean, it, it's yeah, it's there. But like Chandler said, it's baseball. You put the bat on the ball, you get down and make some throws, you'll you'll be successful. You know, especially with how aggressive, you know, you, you get the bat in your hand and you want to go up there and take some swings, you know, it's – it's gonna. You're gonna get some hits. It's gonna happen. And so that that difference in age is is there, but the difference in play, the difference in effort isn't there. The difference in, in elevated gameplay, I'd say maybe, but that's just gonna that's just gonna be that's gonna happen. I wanted Todd, to add something to the original. Good, Kyle, question. I was real quick. I was gonna say yeah, Todd go Father was actually 49. I think just once men reach a certain age, Kevin quits uh, updating the spreadsheet on a annual basis <laughs> that was yeah todd went by the, todd was 47 for like three years but we finally got that fixed sorry go ahead there kyle yeah so you said zach being the master recruiter he definitely is the master recruiter because chandler had asked me the season before you know my original tryout if i wanted to play and he just didn't do a great job i don't know what it was i just didn't know i didn't understand it i didn't know what it was you know sunday night league or you know whatever it was i was i, I didn't really get the gist of it but somehow zach was able to come in and convince me to try out and you know it ended up going real well kyle told me his weekends were too important to play baseball that that was the answer <laughs> i got back and i just said whatever man golf. you're missing out mm -hmm. now he that's knows. all that's it is golf that's all it is <laughs> <laughs> then you know coming in and here and just the first statement of it's for ball players to, you know, want a second chance in it. I just knew right there that resonated well with me, and I knew that was going to be something I would be interested in and, you know, ended up making it happen and not missing any games. Trevin, what about you? I know you've played with uh, some salty veterans, you know, Ethan Bryan, uh, and then, you know, in the 30-something, in you've got guys like Caleb Cole and, and Mark Blim who are a ton of fun as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest one that really sticks out, I mean, all the guys on my team, you know, Matlock was – one of those guys that was like, holy cow, this guy just, I know he cares, but he just, it just looks like he gets up there and just does work. And I know we were talking about this on Sunday, but Caleb Cole is Caleb Cole, you know, 
he's it in my honest opinion i think he's what defines ribbon rip i mean he is just the embodiment of a ball player and you know he's just an incredible friend uh jared brashler you know is another guy i mean just looking playing with these guys i mean yeah they have the wisdom and they have the uh you know experience but learning about how to not put so much pressure on myself to where i can't perform and just being able to have that like mark blem was you know one of the biggest encouragers to me this year you know he's one of my favorites to play with um and i mean ethan bryan of course but just just that whole ball club i mean king owens i the list goes on and on but yeah i mean just playing with those guys caleb cole will like i texted him the other day i was like hey if you and I ever are not on the same team, you know, we're going to have a problem. So I'm pretty sure Caleb Cole was batting 800 against me. If I had to guess, I, I would think you, I would hope Rance could look up those stats. I would, I would have to go back and look at it, but I will, <laughs> I will do that now. I got it. So he's got your number, huh? All right. So actually hall of famer, Caleb Cole is two for four with a triple and a single. And he reached on an error, but in their final meeting of the season, Kyle Carpenter struck out Caleb Cole. The Suckers fielders also made two errors behind Carpenter on plays involving Caleb Cole, which is probably why Kyle remembers the matchup a little bit worse than it actually is. In baseball, errors magnify everything, even memories. And Kyle Carpenter, just each outing just seems to get a little bit better. I'm just more and more impressed with him as the year goes. 2-2 that time, it's a full house. Yeah, I was talking to Dan England up here after his game. I commented basically that same thing. He's done really well for a first year. Being really young, he's got a nice loose arm still. And... Oh, goodness. Cole thought he walked. The home plate umpire begged to differ. <laughs> Carpenter struck him out looking. Well, you know, all you can ask for is consistency with the strike zone, right, yeah. Toby? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. He was probably one of my first, like, wake-up calls to the league, I would say, of guys that really caught my eye. You know, him playing at shortstop is just, you know, phenomenal. But then the the hit and how he stays on pitches and all that, it, it was really, really cool to see. It's, it, it's not as fun when it's against you, but very cool hitter to watch. And sticking with the age question one more time, Cole, you were literally the youngest guy in grip and rip in 2021 so n number one out of 90 congratulations on that did your uh, your youth ever come up as a topic of discussion in a dugout at any time and point well there's a saying that uh, good things come to those who wait for them and uh one thing i do want to say i hope for a while that uh, i won't be the youngest but uh something that really surprised me about the whole grip and rip experience was I didn't really notice it coming into it, but I noticed it going out of after kind of the championship game and that kind of thing. It was it was almost surreal to see people kind of go from being your everyday you know accountant or you know working over here at such and such store or something like that to just kind of see how everything went back to to normal after it. And you know you know that for eight or eight or nine weeks that we were just you know competitive as all get out everybody was always ready to play fired up and then everything just goes back to normal life and it it really amazed me to see that happen because I've, I've never had the the time to to do that and this is kind of the first time that I've been done with the baseball season and said wow I I, I can't wait for the next time to start like I, I want to go out and hit or I want to go do our Sunday workouts every day and I think at some point people kind of take that for granted when they're, you know, in high school or travel ball or all that kind of stuff. And then it's, they, they never tell you when it's like, Hey, 
this is the last game that this is going to be just a granted thing. So to, to just see how it all transpired, and it's got me so fired up for next year that I'm just I'm, – I'm more excited for this than I think I've ever been any, with anything regarding baseball. People make an impact on you throughout the season. Like earlier you guys talked about Todd. Somebody who really made an impact on me was uh, Tyler Jones. And I don't think that he was really trying to, but just to see him be so relaxed and just having fun and to be that good while doing that, doing all that stuff, it, it amazed me. And then you have like very polar opposite personalities like uh, Jacob Carlson. Doesn't say a whole lot throughout the whole game, but you know, he's up there, smacks a triple, comes back to the dugout, just kind of takes his batting gloves off and go puts his glove on and goes out for the, the next inning. I, I don't know if that's that's my youth in me that's just fired up all the time and wanted to be up on the rail yelling and all that stuff. But just to see people, um, I, I really don't even have words for it. Just to, to see how the game continues after everybody thinks that, hey, if you don't go play college baseball, it's you know it's over. Well, this has just really brought it back into a light where that, that's not the case. And as much as I love softball with these guys – we're a little bit overpowered and uh, it's, it's probably not where we need to be for probably the next five or six years. And it's fun, but it's, it's not, it's not that same drive that baseball is. And it's, it's just good to be back to it. And that's probably a big circle to mean a whole lot of nothing, but it, it was just amazing to see what the league brings back kind of in, in your feeling for the game and along those lines. I'm going to end it. I've also got to say a couple apologies I, I owe one to, I believe, Josh Engler, and I owe one to Ben Van Gore. I'm not a hot-headed guy. I'm really not. I try not to be. i got a thing about my belt line. If it's above my belt line, i got to say something. i got to do something. But e- even that, like, if either one of those guys walked up to me tomorrow at the, the store or the cage or something, e- either one of those guys, I, I feel like I could stand there, have a conversation, go play catch, Maybe someday instead of Clay for the season, I've got Josh or I've got Ben or whoever it may be. It's just, it's, it's just amazing to still have those people outside of baseball. I don't think that's something that I ever experienced before this year. I even saw slow pitch mastermind Chandler Maples nod his head. So there's, there's a difference for you. Like even liking softball as much as you do, it's different for you, Chandler, to, to come out and, and hit live ABs in baseball. Oh, it's so different. It, softball is a blast. It's something to do. It's fun. But I always just tell people the, the experience of stepping in the batter's box, looking the pitcher in the eye, and you're like, he's trying to strike you out. You're trying to get a hit. I've not found that, that feeling anywhere else in the world ever. It's just something that can never be matched except right there on the baseball field. And it's a feeling. I The fact Tony lets us do this again in the GRBL, I can never tell him thank you enough to give me that experience every Sunday during the fall. It's it's so it's unreal. That's, I don't have words either. I know Cole said it, but to be able to do this still into my twenties and hopefully even farther than that, I cannot be more appreciative to Tony Lewis. So I always, I like to tell people one of my favorite days of the year is championship Sunday. You know, the atmosphere is always so cool, but one of my least favorite nights of the year is championship Sunday night. You know, after, you know, the last out, uh, man, I, I just go home and, and go to bed 
feeling depressed. Champion, you know, the Monday after is okay because I, I look at different photographs and I'll go back and, and watch the game again. But yeah, by the time Tuesday rolls around, I'm usually in a pretty bad mood. <laughs> it's just uh it's just a feeling. Even and I don't play. I will I will not know what you guys go through as players and experiencing that, but just from the part I have in it, I can tell you I championship Sunday night is my least favorite night. I'll say the last two years of baseball have been the most fun I've played in sports ever. I mean, since I've been alive. I mean, you put the competitive aspect of it with the fun that the guys have in the dugout and the different ages and stuff, and you just can't miss. Like, you just cannot mess up. Like, you're going to have a great time. And like like Chenna said, I can't thank Tony enough. It, it's been phenomenal experience. I mean, kind of piggybacking off of these guys. Um, I know I don't play softball with them, but I, I do have a past in slow pitch softball. You know, my first year, I think it was like, it was 2020. You know, I was playing slow pitch softball and I was just like, this isn't, you know, this just doesn't hit like baseball did. You know, like I can hit a softball and it's like, yeah, but that softball's coming in at like, I don't know, 20, 25 miles an hour, maybe. So it was just like, it just wasn't competitive enough for me. I'm a very, very competitive person. And my old softball teammates would be like, yeah, he was a little too competitive. But coming into grip and rift, it was just everything that I was really hoping for. I know along with all of these guys, when you first hear about it, it's like, oh, it's a men's baseball league. You know, how competitive can it really be? It's not until you step out there and try out or the first game of the year, you were like, oh, dang, these guys are legit. I mean, piggybacking off of Chandler and Zach, you know, I can't thank Tony enough for giving me this opportunity to continue to play and, you know, play at a higher level because, I mean, everybody in this league is very, very good at baseball. And it's a, it's a lot of fun getting to know these guys, you know, especially Cole. I knew Chandler from the uh, All-Star game in 2020. I don't know Kyle as well, but, hey, if you ever need a catcher, I mean, I'm sure Cole wants to catch you, but if any coach is listening to this, Pair Kyle and I together, and I mean, they won't be sorry. Yeah, I was already absolutely. hoping you would. I was already hoping you would be my one of my catchers this offseason. I'm going to start getting to them Sunday workouts, hopefully here soon. But Trevin, if you are interested in joining our softball team, you are free to try out, of course. All right, yeah, just go for the try. I got to get. I got to get back into softball shape. So, <laughs> if you think <laughs> GRBL tryouts are tough, just wait until you see our softball tryouts. Wait till you see what Chandler will do. It's you. it's a three day tryout. We go <laughs> two times a day and. Bring your A game. That's all I got to say. We meet at Bears. <laughs> Whoever drinks the most. Is this game. <laughs> hey, up until this year, I couldn't play in that. I wasn't allowed to enjoy the drinking party. Hey, all right. Mean- so we'll, we'll talk about draft day in a second. But, like, have you guys ever gotten the question, like, you know, when you explain, like, yeah, you know, I'm playing baseball and grip and rip. Have you ever gotten... Oh, isn't that, you know, the league for old guys? You, I see heads nodding. So, like, how do you I, respond to that? I got, I got one. I got uh, my... My grandparents, of all people, I'm sure, as uh, everybody knows, I always brought a crowd for some reason. My grand, my grandparents actually asked, they said, is that one of those Texas League teams or didn't the Ducks play out there? I said, well, yeah, the, the Ducks are in the league, but I don't think it's the Ducks you're thinking of. They're like, are they associated with the, the Springfield Cardinals or something? I said, you know what, for as much as you need to know, yep, that's exactly what they are. We're, we're the... Uh, we're the low A to the the low A team. That, that's us. I mean, I got a, got a lot of guys that I work with that give me a lot of flack. They're like, oh, isn't that beer league baseball? And I'm like, come step in the batter's box to uh, Josh Engler and tell me if that's beer league baseball. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, kind of like what I said earlier, we all have that kind of like, 
thing where it's like, oh, is this going to be legit or not? But yeah, I mean, the guys are like, oh, you play men's league baseball? And I'm like, honestly, this is even a step higher than men's league baseball. I think that's the hardest part with like getting this league out there, which obviously would be the goal, you know, try to pack the stands and all that, or, you know, get as many people to try out. It's just hard to understand. It's hard to understand until you really get there. I think that was my skepticism when I could have tried out the same year as Zach of just, am I good enough? Am I, you know, am I going to get, you know, hit real hard out there? You just, you never know. Who knows? I will say something. People I'm friends with on Facebook, I'll share GRBL stuff and I'll get questions like, oh, what is it? Beer league, blah, blah, blah. This year, when I shared my walk-up video that Harrison Waters made, that was the first time I think it opened some people's eyes for like, that's real baseball you're playing, isn't it? That That's pretty dang cool. And I was like, yeah, it really is. You should come check it out. So shout out to Harrison for adding adding some legitimacy to the GRBL. And I think that I think tryouts will be a lot bigger this year. I know Cole, Zach, Chandler, I know we know at least three or four guys that are, you know, solid people that are going to end up trying out. Like, you know, it's just going to keep elevating the league, keep making it more fun, more competitive. To add something to what Trevin said about come stand in the batter's box josh engler is 100 percent the best picture that i've ever faced in my entire life that's a one well one because clay's on my team this year but i i think those two guys are eons ahead of anything that i had ever seen up until this point i have a small story real quick about one of the first warm-up games where uh we played against cole and who was it clay murphy was on the was on the mound you know, me especially hadn't been in the batter's box in three, four years besides, you know, softball. Cole was telling me what he was throwing, and I'm pretty sure I still struck out three times. And he was telling me every single pitch that was coming. <laughs> Don't play that. It was the warm-up game, and he still struck me out. I don't think he'll be offended. If, if we're still on this topic of Clay Murphy, I mean, he is, you know, I love the guy to death. You know, I know I've said that already, but... I think riding the confidence of getting a big hit off of him in the 2020 championship game, I was like, oh, yeah, I can hit off of this guy. You know, he's he's just another pitcher. And then I get into the championship game against him again. The first pitch that I see, I haven't seen him all year since last championship. And I'm like, fastball, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that this guy is former MVP. This guy can still throw. I had a little, you know, a little more knowledge of him. And, you know, he threw me a pitch that I can hit and closed my eyes and put a barrel on it barely. Clay wouldn't mind just striking out the last two either. Beatty Rizzo oh. instead into left field. Base hit for the Ducks catcher and the quack pack not done Wait yet as here second. comes the tying run to the plate. It was a great rip. The other voice you hear is Chandler Veet, who was Trevin's teammate with the Springfield Mets in 2020. If you're ready to buy a home or sell a house in Ozark or Nixa, you're going to need a teammate you can rely on. I can tell you from my own experience with that right now. Chandler Veet at Veet Real Estate is a great teammate. At Veet Real Estate Keller Williams, the Iceman Chandler Veet's prime objective is to help get the outcome you desire. I can tell you firsthand that when you're working with Veet Real Estate, they go all out to try to help you through the buying and selling process. Sign up with a teammate you can trust. Veet Real Estate Keller Williams. That's V-E-I-T Real Estate. Zach Ralph, Kyle Carpenter, Trevin Beatty, Chandler Maples, and Cole Hazelhorst all agreed they'd love to play on the same team in 2022. I think they all bring too much talent into tryouts for that to actually happen through the draft, but all five of them shared their goals for the fall season. Apart from all five of you getting drafted to one team and and starting some sort of youth revolution, let's just tell me about, you know, what are some goals you're setting for yourself for the 2022 season? I mean, I guess I'll go first. Um, I would say just 
pitch as many innings as possible, and I hope to be a two-way player this year as well. I hope to see some time in the field. Although I, you know, I got to be on the mound enough not to take time away from guys, but yeah, you know, get to be a two-way player, and then maybe you know, just get on the mound as much as possible, really. So, what position in the field are you playing? Are you you going to the outfield? Outfield, outfield is what I would like to do. Yeah. All right, can, uh, Chandler Bats, you're up. Yeah, I going into what would hopefully be year four for me. I. Feel like i had my comeback season made the all-star team this year i want to win one whatever i can do to help my team win one i want to pop that champagne i want to get those t-shirts to wear forever and that that's goal number one for me i, I want to pop that champagne at the end of the year and dogpile and have those cool videos forever that's that's goal number one for me going into the year take it away zach um i mean obviously going back to back would be awesome I think this. I think this year is probably my comeback year. Um, I I think this year I, I'm I'm here to put in the work. I'm here to uh, to become better. I think this year I've really. I think the last couple of years I've really been able to gauge the competition and everything else going on. I would like to be on Dan's team again. I would love to be on Dan's team again. I would love to solidify a spot. Although I'm not against playing third, second, short pitcher, whatever they need me to. I love doing that. I would like to solidify a spot, but then again, they just kind of put me wherever is open, and I, 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 I'm fine with it. And Zach, I would say this in your defense. I, I think you moving around on the infield for the Mavericks was more a reflection on Clay Murphy and you know what, what are you going to do with him when he's not pitching exactly. rather than a, a knock on anything you were doing. Because I felt like wherever you were, you were fielding the ball well, as evidenced by a couple of highlight reel grabs. Yeah, I just honestly actually one of my favorite things was like all right clay's going in i'm going to short i'll see you guys later like that sort of thing i just kind of like love that we had kind of like a uh, we had like a lockdown plan if you will like we had a, a plan of action whenever if we had the lead going into the sixth the seventh week the game's good like we're, we're done and, and it was kind of awesome too i guess all right trevin tee it up goals for 2022 starting with uh winning a championship game i'm sure yeah absolutely i mean being in the championship game two years in a row and losing i mean you kind of start to really want it even more i mean especially being so close you know year one for me you know going into extra innings and then year two it was kind of weird because we we knew we were in a really good spot we just could not put our bats together and i think that's one thing that I really want to work on is I know I had more hits this past year than I did year one, but I just want to be able to see the ball better and be a better hitter and attack the zone. But uh, I, I think my biggest goal is I know we have to draft two catchers per team, but I, uh, for any coaches listening, I want to be nine inning guy every single game and I'm willing to put in the effort and work, keeping my body in shape, you know, kind of like Zach. I mean, this past year, I feel like I kind of took it easy, you know, transitioning because I, you know, i made the team the year before and I was like, oh, okay. I know a spot's not guaranteed, but you know, I feel like I did enough to prove myself last year. And I was very worried watching the draft day. I was like, oh, am I going to make a team? And then just that sigh of relief whenever AK picked me up. AK is a great coach and I love playing for AK. There's a lot of pitchers that I want to catch, not necessarily this year because, you know, the Mountain Ducks are kind of, kind of really felt like my home. And I know year one, they were my rival. But I really do feel like I belong as an Ozark Mountain Duck. I want to be one of the catchers that are called first, you know, kind of like Cole. Cole and I, you know, there's no rivalry. You know, he's one of my good friends. But, you know, I, I do feel like there's like a friendly rivalry going on where I kind of want to be better than him. And, uh, you know, I, I see him and his work ethic and how 
well he hits and how well he throws. It's like, man, I want to do that. Just taking my strengths for what they are, knowing what I'm good at, really working on those and communicating with a lot of the guys on Sunday workouts, you know, the pitchers that want to throw. And I think that makes me a better catcher and uh, hopefully it makes them better pitchers too, unless I'm hitting, of course. So Cole, I think you kind of got spoiled as a rookie, you know, clubs in this league do not typically go eight and one and and uh, just run through the playoffs on the way to a championship. So you know, what what are the aspirations for you in year two? Well, as a couple other people have said, that they want to get to the end and pop the champagne, and it's everything that it's thought to be. It's it, To be able to experience it the first time around is, is amazing, and I, I'm sure feeling the other end of it, like going to the championship twice that, and having to walk away, I, I can't think of anything that would make you want it more than that. Uh, something to touch Trevin as soon as he said it about AK he made me think about it I really got to thank Dan because I, I, I was a kid that he didn't know from Adam so to come out and say you know what yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna take play in the first round and this kid had a good day today but you know it could have been a good day or whatnot but I'm, I'm gonna trust him to do it and see what happens to to have somebody have the faith in you to do that it was, it's a really good feeling I am actually probably going to go a little bit on a 180 compared to Trevin. I've been the nine inning guy, not just for the grip and rip stuff, but at some point it is kind of draining and you, you'd like to show up people that you have other strengths and uh, nobody would know this because I went to high school 12 and a half hours away from here, but I was mostly a pitcher in high school. I didn't catch a whole lot. I just happened to a senior left and they said, hey, you know how to catch? I said, I've done it a little bit before. And then that just kind of became my thing. But I think I think this year I want to I want to get on the mound. And for me to be able to do that, like Trevor was saying, you got to have two catchers. So I'd hope to have another good guy to pair it up with, either Trevin, Jared, any any of those guys. I'm slipping names here because I, I'm thinking about all the names, but I'm not the name guy. But there's other guys in there that are, are – every bit as good as I am and can just flat out ball and just to be able to to kind of show that I have a little bit more on other sides would be kind of my my thing for this year and probably hit a little better we didn't have the best hitting year we'd probably do a little bit better than that so that's probably what I got for next year get shot up you had 10 hits (laughs) one ball two strikes to the native of Woodstock Georgia he's a rookie studying to become a commercial airline pilot as he sends one down the left field line it goes that is a home run for Cole Hazelhorst he tripped over the bag and had to go touch it again but a home run for Cole Hazelhorst down the left field line I would like to change my goal my my goal for next year is to face Cole and get a hit off of him hopefully bring it let's go Same here. I want to. I want to hit a home run off a of goal. So, say, I was hoping you yeah. be the guy I was throwing to. You know, That's Trevin. Oh, I okay. I just don't see any way that the six managers will would allow the two of you to get drafted to the same club. I think there will be so much draft draft room strategy is going to block that maneuver. I mean, your your best hope would be to try out as a first baseman and just lay a total egg. I don't. I don't know. I mean, what I'll I, do I don't see follow. any other way that that's plausible. I mean, I'll try it as a second baseman. I know I did last year, and uh, kind of like TJ said, he's only trying out as a second baseman. I think I had, uh, I, I think it was either a Sports Center top ten or a not top ten. I'm not sure, but I did steal a double play from Caleb Cole, probably the highlight of the year. But I mean, yes. hey, if you, if you guys are looking for a second baseman, I got you. One thing I want to point out that was something that we probably don't even think about uh, us being who we are, but 
we have no idea who's going to show up next year. We, we could all be out of a job. I mean, we have no idea who might show up and really put us on our toes. And none, none of this is for granted for any of us. So we've got to continue to go to the workouts and do all that kind of stuff and stay where we can be to go out there and earn a spot. That is both, you know, the thrilling thing and, and sometimes the agonizing thing about this format where, you know, the rosters get blown up year in and year out. Yeah, it's... It's very tough. Kyle Carpenter, Trevin Beatty, Chandler Maples, Zach Ralph, Cole Hazelhorst. Remember those names, GRBL fans. They are going to be making some serious noise this season at U.S. Baseball Park. Thank you so much to the future faces for that roundtable discussion. Thank you for listening to Burger Bites. Uh, My pledge to you is that I will not let so much time elapse before the next episode. Until then, I'm Rance Burger. Good night from Ozark, Missouri. Mm-hmm.